Amen. Amen. You can have a seat, church. You can have a seat. All right, so something both very basic this morning and yet something very humbling and holy. I told my wife when God was kind of laying on my heart what I was going to do, I was watching a video. I was getting prepared for small group stuff come fall, right? Trying to trying to get ahead of the game, you know? And 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 so I'm watching these videos and I'm thinking about Greg Turner and, and, I'm, and I'm thinking about Spencer and I'm thinking about the G's and I'm like, all right, now this works here, this works here, but does it lay into the schedule? And FYI, Schedule's done, all right? We got our small group stuff ready. We know what we're gonna be doing all the way through December. So I'm very excited about that. But in the middle of one of these videos, I'm watching this guy and he's talking about this subject this morning because I was looking for some inspiration. And there was about a four minute clip, man. And I was in my dining room worshiping. No music, no nothing. I'm just listening to this guy and I'm like hungry for what he has to say, right? One of those nuggets, you know, y'all know when I get a little fired up about this stuff, right? And I was like, I have to show this. Well, the problem is I'm not gifted enough to figure out how to get it down off right now media onto my computer, onto that computer, cut it at the four minute and 51 second mark and have it fade out at the nine minute mark. I just ain't that good. Preston can kiss my big toe and I'll say it on camera. <laughs> so we're just gonna have to do it without it, right? All right, so I'm, I'm listening to all this and I'm like, holy mackerel. And I walked into the kitchen and I said, baby, people are either gonna really love what I'm gonna do this morning or they're gonna look at it like, what in the world? All right, it's gonna be one of the two. It's not gonna be in the middle. It's gonna be one or the other, all right? But today we are, we are starting our series, all right? on the things God calls the church to be, all right? Remember, weeks back, we put the list up that said, here's what people are looking for in a church. We want a good children's ministry, all right? 73% of people questioned their number one thing was biblical and, and, and relational and quality of the teacher. Sorry, it is what it is, all right? Kids' ministries, coffee, whatever all those things were. And then we put up, you know, God's list. What does the church do? Bear one another's burdens. What does the church do? Love the orphans and the widows. What does the church do? They came together in the temple courts and in homes. What does the church do? They broke bread and gave fellowship. What does the church do? They sell their possessions so that no one is in need. And here's, here's the deal. That requires something of us. If you go to church to, to receive, all right, it requires nothing of you then I'm already running into situations in my heart where I know, I need you to know, all of you who've been with me more than five or six years, I really am full of grace. I will tell you how it is, but I will never force you anywhere. I will tell you when you're wrong, but I will shake your hand the exact same way. Two months, two weeks, 10 years later, all right? Come back into this place and it is home to you. Doesn't matter what you've said or what you've done, right? That's just how we are. But I think that's how Jesus was. Woman, go and sin no more. 
not go and do what you was already doing. They did not stone you. I'm not going to stone you, but go and don't do what you was once doing. Right? That's how God works. And so Asai and myself were staring at this list. If you've ever been in my office, whole wall is a whiteboard. All right? And so there's this huge list, and we start talking about how they connect, right? And we were talking about, ooh, you know, when you're sacrificing yourself for others and, and when you are um, reaching out to the orphans and widows, there is this real uh, horizontal connection in community. And then when you're listening to the apostles' teachings and when you are hearing the written and read spoken word of God, there is a vertical connection that comes together. And then as you begin to do it, all right, as we begin to have people to become a part of that, it encapsulates this community of out and up. And so I said, well, that's our logo. I said, well, I'll be darned, it is. We didn't even mean for that to happen. But we keyed in on one thing that was kind of the, I knew, I knew staring at the list that communion was going to be how we kick it off. Now, I've told stories over and over again, and sometimes you hear the same stories. Why? Because we do communion two, three, four, six times a year. And when you say communion, it invokes a lot of things in a lot of people, all right? I used to tell everyone in my childhood it was my favorite Sunday, right? Because I knew the sermon was gonna be shorter and the snacks were gonna come quicker. I loved communion day because those two things happened, right? Now, some of you have communion experiences where there was a line of men at the front of the room and they all had their suits and their ties on and they would stand four over here and four over there and the head deacon would get to grab the other side of the tablecloth and the pastor would grab this side and they would do this number and then this number, and then this number, like they were folding the American flag, right? And they would set it down. And then the, 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 the guy would move back to his place. And, and about halfway through, if you ever watch them good, they all started moving because they'd been standing there too long. And the preacher would take the cup. And it was, it was this incredibly religious, but incredibly reverent, ornate. It was, it was a spectacle of an experience. Now, I don't use the word spectacle badly, but it was, a, it was an experience and it was very stiff. Okay, at the same time. I think too, if we're teaching our kids and training our kids and, and oh, they spill a little bit or they break their bread up and munch it in their mouth, spit it back out in their hand, munch it in their mouth. I think there's a part way where you go, well, a kid can be a kid. And there's a part way where we go, wait, wait, wait. We don't want to loosen this up so much that it loses its power and its authority and its presence in our lives, but we don't want to make it so liturgical that we feel like there's a curtain again between where we are and where God wants us to be. And walking that line is incredibly difficult. It really is. But let me ask you this. What if we read through the communion stories together and then we tried to figure out what God was trying to do for those 12 guys 
what God was trying to do for himself, what he was trying to do for the church, and why he then required that for the church to do regularly. What was he trying to do? All right, now, we've keyed in on the word remember, and and that must be the key, okay? Remember. But I think there's more. Let's read. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining at the table eating, he said, truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened. And one by one, one by one, one by one, they said to him, surely you don't mean me. Well, it is one of the 12, he replied, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him, but woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not even been born. But I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. This is my blood. The blood of the covenant, okay? The blood of the covenant poured out for many. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they drank from it. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. Take it. This is my body. Now, in other gospels, it is, this is my blood poured out for you. Here, it's for many. In others, it's for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Okay, now, let's look at, 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 at Paul's look, okay? Not somebody who was, was at the table, but somebody who teaches us about the table, okay? For I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. And when he had given thanks, he broke and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And later, is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one loaf. We are many, but one body. For we all share in one loaf. If I don't talk to you about focusing as you take communion, remembering as you take communion, thinking about the blood of the covenant, the covenant, okay? A contract says, I pay you, you give me, and we're done. A covenant says, I join you, you join me, and we mutually have a need that we progress in life together. That is why we have covenant membership at NBC, not contract, 
not just come as you please. Wait, Craig, can't I come as I please? Absolutely, you can come as you please. But there comes a time even when God says, Paul wrote to the church, Paul wrote to the church, Jesus spoke to the church. God expects us to be in community with one another. And so we do covenant, I will do my part as the spleen. I need you to do your part as the tummy. I need you to do your part as the nose. And we all function accordingly. And we do that, why? Because something, and this is what got me, something draws us together. Mind-boggling for me after 48 years that I never realized that communion was the glue. Communion is the glue. Jesus is, Jesus is about to watch the 12 men scatter. That's what's getting ready to happen physically in the scripture. They go to the mountain and they follow at a distance and then the soldiers come and life gets hard and they scatter. Gone, Judas dead, 10 run, one close and one not so close. But they come back together where? In the upper room. And as often as you do what? Eat. Drink, remember me. And this is what blew my mind. On this video, here's what the guy said. He said, I don't know if we need to be like the Christian church and take communion every week because it says whenever you come together, do this. I don't know if that makes it better. I don't know if it makes it worse. I don't know if it makes it religion. I don't know if it makes it fake. I don't know if we just do the same thing over and over again, if it just gets old. He said, I can't answer the question for you. What I can say is if it becomes more, it becomes different. And if it becomes different, it becomes special. Tim, we don't, we, don't, uh, we, we don't do a lot of the same stuff, man. You work in an airport. I, I work in a church. But I've known you for like, I've known you for what? Going on eight years now. We have walked through some of the most fun things and some of the hardest things, right? You have, you have, you have, we've eaten at the same table. We, we've done the same things. I, I wonder, brother, while we're here together today, would you, uh, would you remember with me why we're together in the first place? Because if it weren't for this, man, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have any counseling. We wouldn't have any marriage help. We wouldn't have any friends. We wouldn't swim in the same pool. If it weren't for what? Jesus died for you and Jesus died for me. And that's what, what? Brings us together. So man, go ahead, take the bread, drink the cup. And you and I remember, this is why Jesus did that for us. Just said it right there. What happens? If somebody comes to your house and you have, and you have dinner, right? And, and, and you hang out and just, you, you talk about all the good things or you talk about the vacations you're gonna go on or you talk about the places you wanna go and after dinner at your house, not in church, not with the preacher, somebody comes up and they say, hey, what are, what are we gonna do here? So I'm, I'm having dinner with the G's and all of a sudden I'm just like, guys, we wouldn't get to have dinner. We wouldn't get to eat our cooking if Jesus hadn't died. But he died, and, and, and you're saved, and you're saved, and I'm saved. So right here over dinner, I wonder if we could just take communion. I wonder if we could just remember together. 
why we get to be friends, all right? Drink, eat. Thank you, Jesus. I think what the guy I was watching was trying to say is there's a, there's a place where it's so traditional, so churchy, that it's something that we do because Jesus commands it. But when those guys got together and they were persecuted, when those guys got together and they were, they were beaten down, and when those guys got kicked out of houses, and when those guys didn't have a place to sleep, you know what they did? They came together and they broke bread. They came together and they took the cup. And there wasn't anything magic about the bread and there wasn't anything fancy in the cup. What brought them together was the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm a sinner, I need a savior. That's why we can be here. Alex and I can enjoy worship it together and enjoy communion together, not because we go to the same church. She doesn't go to our church, at least not yet. Right? But because of this, because of this, her and I can remember together. We can worship together because of what Jesus did. Every time you take the bread, every time you drink the cup, do this and remember. Guys, I had to start here because this is what makes us community to begin with. We do all the things we're going to talk about for the next eight, ten weeks because of this. Because of this. Thanks for coming. That's it. And we have to make it a little more real. And we have to make it a little less formal. We have to not make fun of it, but we have to live in it. Somewhere in there is a balance. Somewhere in there is the truth. And I'm challenging you, Greg, Didi, next time Mark and Christy are over at the house and you're having some, some soup, beans, and cornbread, sound about right? Maybe, maybe take a soda. It'd be nice if it were like cheer wine or something red, but you know, whatever. And Greg, why don't you say, guys, I'm not, I'm not being stupid here. I mean this. Could, could we remember? Wouldn't that be the coolest thing ever? Right after dinner, if somebody in your church said, can, can we remember why we're here? There it is. 48 years. Didn't know. Wasn't going to wait more than a week to tell my church. So church, here's what's getting ready to happen. Todd, there's a, there's a, a, a playlist at the bottom of, of the music um, called like worship pads or something. Prayer time and pads. And there's one that's like an hour and a half long. <laughs> you see it? Just play that. Play that. Sorry, I forgot to. I know that it was weird. I get it. But for me, it was also wonderful. And so it might be weird for a husband and a wife to say, hey, do you, you want to go remember together? It might be weird for a daughter and a mom to say, hey, you want to go? It might be weird for you to walk across the room to somebody you ticked off in the last month and say, hey, can we push that aside and remember? I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. We need a savior. And we don't have to go searching. He found us. This is our covenant. This is why we do what we do. Because Jesus did what he did.
bread. Cranberry grape, I think. Ocean spray. Remember, and if you take it more than once, don't beat yourself up over it. I promise it's okay. You're remembering, and I swear this to you, the more we remember and bless and pray together, the tighter our church community will be and the more brilliantly the light of Jesus will shine. They will know that we are Christians by our building, attitude problems, business meetings, big steeples. They will know that we are Christians by our and the greatest single evangelistic witness we have is our unity. I pray not only for them alone. I also pray for all of those who will believe in me through their message that they may be one as you and I are one so that the world may know. Why is unity important? Because that's how the world knows. Find a church member, find a guest, find a friend, go alone and remember for just a couple minutes what God did for us.
There's another set of verses in the scripture that talk about our attitudes, our, our hearts prior to taking communion. And there was a lady, um, she'd been in this church for, I don't know, I think her and Moses were in the same class. And um, she was here forever, and, and I heard stories uh, right after I got here the first time that she would go months and sometimes years without taking communion. Everybody knew she was a believer. Everybody knew she was a church leader, but she would go months without taking communion. And when somebody asked her why one time, she said, my heart's not right. I just, I can't get past that verse that says, hey, I got to get myself ready and then I can take and I, it's a slippery slope. Again, there's got to be balance there, folks. And you know I'm not a median guy. I'm, I'm black and white. Jesus doesn't do lukewarm. But when we're learning to make wise decisions, sometimes you can't jump so far over here that it's legalism, remember? And so far over here that it's license. Somewhere in here is the sweet spot Jesus wants all of his children to enjoy, that line between grace and, and, and religion, okay? Grace and, 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 and justice. And so let me be very clear. I believe everyone should have an attitude check by the Holy Spirit themselves and maybe their best friends and spouses before they take communion. But none of us are worthy. None of us are good enough. None of us will have the attitude right. Well, until he who began a good work in us will be faithful to carry it on to completion. Well, one day, I won't drink again until one day we'll raise the cup and we'll go, I'll be darned. Not lost in my sin anymore. Then what are you doing? I remember why. Jesus will be there too. Big old smile on his face. Two words. Welcome home. Welcome home. May you find balance as you walk and talk with Jesus between what he asks of you, and he does, what he requires of you, and he does, what you're making excuses about, and you are, and what you're following through with, and you should be proud. All of those things can be true. You need to be further along tomorrow than you are today. That's it. You're not measuring up to anyone or anything. You just got a little more tomorrow than you have today. Go, go get that. I pray that over you. And I pray that when you feel disconnected, that you might call me, call a friend, call a small group, and that you might have communion because that is where you will find C-O-N-M, common union. Communion. That's not what it means, but it worked really nicely right there. This is the common union. This is why we will continue to take communion as followers of Jesus Christ 
We baptize because that's what Jesus calls us to do as a believer. And we take communion because that's what Jesus calls us to do to remember. Celebrations and memories. Let's make them together. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for the body. Thank you for the blood. Help us never to do this without the sacred knowledge that it is yours and yours alone that saves, that cleanses, that transforms, that makes us new. God, thank you for our worship today. Thank you for Jamie and for Alex. Blessings on the Salines as they travel. Blessings on the people in our church who are not feeling well. On the family whose baby girl threw up all over them on the way here. God, bless them. Cleanse them in more ways than one. And, and help their hearts have, have, have solidarity. Help them have communion as a family today. I thank you for this family. We lift it all to you in Jesus' name. And amen.